Welcome to Philanthropy Today. Our goal is to inspire giving by educating listeners on ways to give and how to connect with charitable causes. My name is Dave Lewis. I'm your host of Philanthropy Today. Thank you for joining the show. We are now launching into a series on the Philanthropy Today podcast to recognize and celebrate the 25th anniversary of the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. And uh, this time, two guests in the studio, including GMCF President CEO Vern Henricks. Glad to have you on board for a change. Hello, Dave. And you brought a friend along. And this is a, this is a guy that has uh, quite a bit of history with... Uh, with a lot of folks in the philanthropy world. Indeed, and uh, it would be very inappropriate for us to celebrate uh, 25 years without uh, an institution that really gave us a launch point uh, 25 years ago. Uh, Ed O'Malley here is with us as CEO from the Kansas Health Foundation, and they were very instrumental in the early years to provide support to all matching or all community foundation with matches to, uh, to help us launch these uh, community efforts. And so we're pleased to have you with us, Ed. It is great to be here in Manhattan. Great to be in this conversation with both of you. I was looking over your uh, biography and, you know, 17 pages double-spaced. <laughs> you have accomplished quite a bit in your short lifetime. Well, I'm not sure about that, but I've had a chance to be involved with a number of things. I'm a K-State graduate, love Manhattan, Kansas. It's great being in town today to do this recording live. We could have done it, I know, remote, but mm -hmm. being with the two of you here in Manhattan is a thrill. I have a son on campus going to school, so it gives me a chance to see him as well. Kind of a nice opportunity to just hop down the street a little ways. Any chance to come back to Manhattan, Kansas is a good opportunity. Well, you uh, have been uh, quite involved, obviously, with the Kansas Health Foundation, but before that, uh, the Kansas Leadership Center. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kansas Leadership Center was an idea that the Kansas Health Foundation had about 20 years ago. Their belief was and is, and we still have this idea at the Kansas Health Foundation, that the quality and quantity of leadership in a community is a determinant of the health, the vitality of that community. And I think community foundations really know this and see this. You know, community foundations are about, yes, they're about money, but they're also about unleashing leadership throughout the community at all levels. So that, that belief led to the birth of the Kansas Leadership Center. I had the privilege of being the founding CEO and had a wonderful almost 16 years there. Goodness. And yeah. then to the Kansas Health Foundation. Then to the Kansas Health Foundation. Been at the Kansas Health Foundation now for just over one year. Uh, it's a thrill to be a part of uh, that statewide foundation. Um, one of the earliest health conversion foundations that money was converted from the sale of a hospital, one of the earliest of those types of foundations in the country. And it's a thrill to guide the uh, Kansas Health Foundation, which has meant so much to me, so much to this community and so many communities across the state to to now guide it in the CEO role is uh, quite an opportunity. And uh, the Kansas Health Foundation, Kansas Leadership Center, so many organizations that you work with, you know, and, and all have really similar goals. And that's yeah. the betterment of the people and, uh, you know, in, in, in terms of leadership, but also uh, bettering the worlds of those that uh, that need some help. Yeah. And, you know, we, we focus on health and health is so much more than health care. You know, the number one determinant of your health is your economic status. The second biggest determinant of your health is your level of educational attainment. So the, these determinants of health matter. And yes, health care is important, and we do plenty focused on health care, especially access to health care. But the types of things that lead to 
vibrant, thriving communities, and, and you all know this well, the Community Foundation, the types of things you invest in, whether it's programming for young kids or the arts or growing entrepreneurship. These are things that matter that lead to healthy populations. It is a thrill to work in an organization that gets to wake up every day and focus on this day in, day out. Well, and I would like to uh, say that from a community foundation perspective, we certainly uh, echo those thoughts. I mean, we have a, a governance program here where we have uh, almost 150 trustees that serve on uh, 15 varying uh, committees to to provide leadership to the community. We have a young trustee program for uh, emerging community leaders, uh, probably 40 or 50 of those. And we even go into our high school age group. Uh, we call them young youth impacting community that serve on committees and offer grants themselves. So uh, we certainly mirror those thoughts about community members uh, being a part of the health of the community. Well, I think you you all done such a good job on that type of engagement, and you know the story probably better than I do of how most community foundations the the origin story has something to do with an accountant, a banker, and a lawyer you know in a room together realizing they need a better way to help their clients. But you all here in many community foundations across Kansas have gone well beyond the community foundation simply as a vehicle for uh, financial gifts to really a, an impetus for community leadership. Yeah, ours was an accountant, a, a trust officer, and a lawyer. So we we almost hit the natural cause there. But uh, yeah, the when we first got started in 1999 here, I wasn't here at that time, but it was a, a group of individuals got together and decided that uh, there were too many gifts going out of town. The Kansas Health Foundation about that same time was was creating the GROW program. And so the community leadership then uh, took advantage of that and uh, and launched their first match campaign. And, uh, and the rest is history at this point. So from zero to, to 3.30 and we're, uh, we're ready to roll. Ed, do you have an, uh, some perspective on the, the inspiration for the foundation's hope to be able to assist with the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation? Yeah, you know, they, I, I do because the work the Health Foundation has done with community foundations, and I think that the, the key word there is with, with, it's not for, it's with, walking alongside, partnering with, the work that the Kansas Health Foundation has done with community foundations is uh, is talked about in the halls of KHF all the time. It's, it's a historical lore. It's some of our proudest work. Uh, whether it's this community foundation or others. So so yes, so some of the impetus as the story gets told and retold in our board meetings and staff conversations uh, has to do with a belief in the power of philanthropy. You know, philanthropy can do things that others can't. Uh, I'm a former elected official. I love government and, and politics and appreciate those who serve in those roles. And... When you serve in the city or the county, for example, your time horizon often has to be quite short. You, know, you have a budget cycle, you have a taxing cycle, you have constituents with expectations to have their street paved or their trash picked up, and that's all wonderful and fine. Philanthropy can take a different perspective, can look longer into the future. So that appreciation led the Kansas Health Foundation to not just be satisfied with being its own philanthropy. It led it to imagine, well, what if we could use some of our resources to inspire community philanthropy 
in ways that had never existed in Kansas before. And Kansas now is a model for community foundations across the country. Exactly. There, there, you know, there are so many phenomenal community foundations. So the belief was, yes, let's keep doing our work statewide, but let's try to inspire similar efforts that can take big picture thinking locally all across the state. How do you continue to foster that vision? Well, you know, over the years, there have been a number of initiatives to help uh, create new foundations beyond the initial bunch that you, this was greater greater Manhattan Community Foundation was one of the original ones from that that effort. So there have been additional efforts to grow new community foundations. I think though really you're asking a question that's on my mind about the future about now that we have this phenomenal network of community foundations in Kansas, how do we leverage it? for the greater good? How does Manhattan leverage it in the greater Manhattan area? But how do we as a state leverage this network? I don't think we've had those conversations to the degree we need to. I think we as community foundations and statewide foundations should think of ourselves as a collective intervention for the greater good of Kansas. And there are probably collaborations and connections that we need to forge that we haven't yet. So I think you're really asking a question about the future. Looking backwards, it was about inspiring the creation of foundations. I think the next question is, how do we inspire even better work, believing that if we do it together, we can unlock right. un unusual progress? And inspiring those future leaders, those with vision, you know, that is going to be one of our biggest challenges, wouldn't you say? You know, I, I love Kansas. I love it dearly, and I think one of our biggest challenges in our state has historically been a lack of bold vision. You know, we, we've done a lot of deep listening when I was at the Kansas Leadership Center, now at the Kansas Health Foundation, and that deep listening around the state almost always surfaces this lack of bold vision. Mm -hmm. there, there's there's almost like uh, in Kansas, you know, we're kind of average and darn proud of it, or you know, the 75th percentile is good enough for us, right. you know, um, and and there are pockets of excellence. Think about K-State football and K-State basketball right now and and the school up the road, uh, you know, and things like that. But and there, there are some other pockets of true excellence. But in general, I don't think Kansans have that bold vision that we need. And I think foundations, philanthropy can be an impetus for that. We can take mm -hmm. the risk of crafting bolder visions. Uh, just as an example, the Kansas Health Foundation has become very clear about our purpose. Our purpose right now and for the next decade, two decades, is to, number one, help Kansas lead the nation in health. The states are ranked every year, one to 50. We're 33rd right now. Some states got to be first, might as well be us. We don't want to be satisfied with being in the top half. We want to be number one. So these idea of bold visions. Now, how do we achieve that? We got to work together to pull right. that off. But you don't get to greatness without first having that bold vision. I think philanthropy, I know philanthropy foundations can catalyze bold vision. And Vernon, when we talk about, you know, the, the vision that uh, we have here at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, the expansion that we have seen now with 20 affiliate partners, uh, you know, that's a, that continues to be the outreach of some of the things that we have seen that's been successful in Manhattan. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, the you know, with just starting four partners this year, you know, they're at the ground floor where we were 20 years ago. But uh, um, to echo uh, Ed's thoughts, um, you know, I've always been uh, you know, 
of the mindset that if you want to do something or if you want to have a program, you know, your tax dollars, your your normal governance will take care of it. If you want to be excellence, that's where philanthropy has to come in. And, uh, you know, this year is a case in point in itself. You know, we've gotten involved with child care, with affordable housing, with the uh, recreation uh, financing issues that we have here in town. And, and uh we can sit and talk about it every day, uh, whether our tax dollars can take care of these things, but philanthropy is going to create the excellence that we need in a in any community. And and the affiliate model that uh, that is so prevalent in the state of Kansas uh, is a perfect. So we can be that uh, that affordable uh, back office structure for them, so that they can actually put their dollars to use in their community and. Not that I'm uh, against them hiring an executive director for their own community, but they can use those dollars to uh, to make a difference in some something, uh, whether it be health or whether it be a, a, you know a recreation program or downtown betterment. Um, uh, let's just let's make the dollars work. That's what philanthropists want. They want to see their dollars go into action, and and the Kansas Health Foundation um, deserves so much of the credit for getting all this started. Uh, the magnification factor that you guys created way back uh, uh, whenever the idea came for us it was 1999 but you know we're we're going to get to 350 million by the end of this year and and that's just uh, uh, that doesn't happen unless somebody plants a seed and has a bold vision and i think the the initial if i remember correctly the initial in, uh, investment from the Kansas Health Foundation was maybe a $300,000 match to right. to get you all off the ground and 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 some additional grants beyond that over the years but but only a tiny tiny fraction of the resources that you all have here come from the Kansas Health Foundation but being able to help be that catalytic spark exactly. is something we're very proud of. And I know in turn, uh, uh, you all are that same catalytic spark for so many different community initiatives that make this community a great place. And it's, it's the power of philanthropy. Yeah, the kinds of things that are happening in this community because individuals are willing to share their dollars is uh, is pretty amazing, and uh, and that's the joy of being in the business we're in. I mean, uh, when we can uh, when we can provide a a resource for a charitable cause that doesn't know where they're going to get some things to take care of it, and uh, provide a connection with a donor that wants to do something but doesn't know how or where to make that happen, uh, it just becomes a a, a great uh, great day when we can see all this come together. So. With regard to the Kansas Health Foundation, Ed, let's talk a bit about some of the focus that you have, you know, maybe some specific challenges that you see in the state. You know, it's uh, I mentioned that that purpose of ours to help mm -hmm. Kansas lead the nation in health. We're actually we actually have a three part purpose. That's part number one. Part number two. These are all related is to eliminate the inequities that create many health disparities. You know, some folks have more barriers that they're facing. You mentioned child care mm -hmm. earlier. You know, a single mom with three kiddos who's working two or three jobs, um, you know, availability of affordable childcare is a major barrier to that that mother and that family thriving mm -hmm. in the way that we want all Kansas families to thrive. So we want to help Kansas lead the nation in health. We know to do that, we've got to eliminate the inequities that eliminate these barriers that some of our population face that others don't. So give everybody a fair shot. At, at achieving a healthy life. In uh, the third purpose, the third way we describe our purpose is to become the model for philanthropic impact. Now that is obnoxious, okay? <laughs> but uh, we, we mean it. And uh, you know, when, when the Kansas Health Foundation came up with the idea to partner at, with community foundations, the initiative was called GROW, Growing Resources mm -hmm. for Our World. 
that idea wasn't a best practice from some other foundation in some other state. That was an idea that the Kansas Health Foundation just cooked up. My guess is the first time it got cooked up or mentioned, somebody said, that's a really nutty, crazy idea. But it was powerful and game-changing. This third part of our purpose to become the model for philanthropic impact. What we mean by that is we're looking for the next big ideas. We're we're not going to just model the best practices in philanthropy. We'll, we'll do that. But we want to be a place in partnership with, with, with your team, Vern, and other foundations across the state. We want Kansas to be a place that creates the next practices for philanthropy. I guess the last thing I would say with, with, with your question is um, impact is critical. I think one of the challenges that we have in philanthropy is uh, connecting the dots between uh, vision and intent and ultimate impact. And I know that's probably a challenge you all wrestle with here locally as well. Uh, you know, donors want their dollars to have impact. We want our dollars at the Kansas Health Foundation to have impact. And these are tough, big challenges. And I think though we owe it to ourselves and to our donors to get even more disciplined at connecting those dots to impact. You'll see a lot more from the Kansas Health Foundation on that front. And we're gonna be looking for partners who wanna dive into that journey with us, which can be a little uncomfortable because you have to be, you know, we gotta we got be able to be our best version of Coach Bill Snyder, right? We've gotta be able to be <laughs> proud of our work, but also even after beating Oklahoma 52 to seven, be able to point out what didn't go well and where are the gaps and where are we falling short? And I, I'm proud of philanthropy. I'm proud of the Kansas Health Foundation. But that's part of our future, getting more clear on where are those gaps in our own work? What can we do to have greater impact to create the health of all Kansans? And part of that uh, vision and part of that effort is about making sure that everybody understands the value of their philanthropic dollar. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's becoming uh, even, I think I think the people in Kansas and, and hopefully across, we're seeing a surge in, in people that want to help. Yeah, I, I think people um, crave being a part, many people crave being a part of uh, making a difference. Mm -hmm. And I, I think there's a growing recognition too, that on these deep daunting challenges, and, and you mentioned you know, affordable housing, you mentioned we're in, uh, uh, early care and education, talk about vexing, daunting mm -hmm. challenges. I think there's a growing recognition that on those types of daunting civic challenges, there is no clear way forward. And there also is no entity that can literally just go solve right. it. You, you just can't outsource it to the county commission or to a task force or to the state legislature or to a community-minded company in town. It's going to take a collective effort. Right. I, I think more donors, more individuals are realizing that this work is, is hard, it's complicated, and how we approach the work matters. Uh, and, and having dollars available to approach it. The language I would use from the Kansas Health Found, Kansas Leadership Center, excuse me, is how to approach the work in an adaptive way is absolutely critical. And community right. foundations are a big part of that. Well, and that's the, the, the collaborative effort uh, with our private foundation, our donor advised funds, uh, even those foundations that aren't associated with us, we try to bring them together and talk about these community initiatives. And uh, the dollars have to be, they have to make a difference. And a lot of, a lot of organizations don't want to fund the same thing every year. They like to be, be able to choose new, uh, new efforts. But in some cases, uh, we've told them this year with childcare. I mean, this is something, if it means 
something for recruiting young professionals, retaining young professionals, uh, recruiting businesses to a community. If that's important, then we need to take care of it. If that means we have to support it every year, so be it. We got to make it happen. Well, the issues are too important. Exactly. You know, and, and that's I think it's 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 I think it's part of what the exercise of leadership looks like for a community foundation to be able to name the issues that are so important that we have to wrestle that issue to the ground. And we can't mm-hmm. we can't depart the field until we've wrestled it to the ground. We 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 want to be able to, you know, declare victory and depart the field, but we can't do that until we are able to declare victory and depart the field. You know, I think the uh, the natural ground for community foundations to really uh, to play in in communities is just the quality of place. I mean, if if we can do everything through our dollars, philanthropic dollars to improve the quality of place of a community, uh, that'll make the uh, the state look better because uh, businesses that are certainly looking out for their employees and they want a quality community for them to live in. They want happy employees, productive employees. If Kansas, if the community foundations of Kansas, if we can work together to create this quality of place, I think uh, I think we might see things grow and and get better for all concerned. I think that we've also seen such a resurgence in some some really key economic impactful type businesses. You know, the Panasonic battery place going into Soto, uh, all kinds of entities coming in here with with NBAF. Salina had a, a recent big uh, uh, company come in there. We're starting to see a lot of economic growth, and that, of course, brings some more challenges, too. Yeah, it, it, it does, right? Everything's always kind of a mixed bag. But just a quick note on economic growth. An area that we're exploring significantly is what's known in the field of philanthropy as impact investing. Right. You know, we, like like the foundation here, we put our dollars to work, our, our grant dollars to work. But we also have a very large endowment. Mm-hmm. And uh, our endowment is invested all around the country and all around the world. And we're making good money off those investments, which allows us to increase our grant dollars every year. What we're now thinking more and more about is how do we bring some of those dollars onto the playing field of Kansas, those, mm-hmm. those endowment dollars, to invest in Kansas companies that are making a difference civically, socially. Mm-hmm. Uh, think about entrepreneurship and the number of um, entrepreneurs that with a little bit of capital could launch their business and could help a family, help a community, help a neighborhood uh, with jobs and opportunity. So that's another new area. And I'm not sure, Vernon, if you all have explored it much, but it's one that I know has been talked about in our field quite a bit. And maybe it's one we could partner on together somehow. I thought he was sitting in our boardrooms here, sir. Uh, you know, we're, there is a the impact investing uh, model that's being discussed, and we've kind of looked at it a different way. Uh, instead of investing in Wall Street, we're going to invest in Main Street. I mean, if that means we get a little lesser return, but the impact is greater for our community, exactly. We're exploring that and uh, how we do it and, and uh, how we maximize it is yet being studied. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm all with you. I mean, these dollars aren't here to grow. And uh, matter of fact, uh, many of our community foundations are smaller ones. They just, they want to get big before they get money away. And I said, well, if you want to get big, you got to give money away. You got to make things happen or people aren't going to give you any money to, to invest. So, you know, what the, the language we've been using on impact investing is the idea of total impact capital. Yeah. Like what, what's the total amount of capital we're putting onto the playing field of Kansas to make a difference? Right. And I, I do think that could be a next um, partnership between the Kansas Health Foundation and community foundations across the state. I could imagine us doing something similar to what we did years ago 
in helping community foundations. I could imagine us doing something similar where we help community foundations uh, think about putting those uh, capital dollars right. to play and maybe making that a little less, because it is a little risky, you know, um, as some of your board members probably felt more risk than others about the idea <laughs> of, of doing that. But if we can get those dollars to work, we can make even more of a difference for Manhattan and for Kansas. But, you know, that's the uh, coming back to the Kansas Health Foundation and in the very beginning, you put some dollars up so some individuals in our community would match that and get this started. Uh, our match days, we're, we're hosting 16 match days this year, and somebody's got some dollars there to, to kind of draw that line in the sand. Today's the day to give to make it grow. That is the way the psychology of so many people work today. And so if it's, if it's an inspiration that the Kansas Health Foundation wants to pursue, we're we're here with you, and uh, if we can partner and and triple our money and to do Love make it. a difference, you know, let's rock and roll. I love it. Triple the money. Triple the money. We have a new goal. <laughs> heard, heard it here first. <laughs> and it's a pleasure to have you in the studio today. Thank you for joining us and bringing your vision and, uh, and the perspective that you share. And, and you know, and, and Vern's just absorbing everything here that you, you said. <laughs> well, this has been fun. You know, it's a good conversation if you're having fun. And I've had a lot of fun today. So thanks for the opportunity. Please let us know at the Kansas Health Foundation how we can continue to be of service to the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. I know there are great things we can continue to do, to do together. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you here. And uh, in any time, you're more than welcome. And uh, this year, as we launch our 25th year uh, anniversary, uh, we're excited about having you with us. Thank you for joining us for Philanthropy Today, an inside look at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. You can always learn more about the GMCF at our website, mcfks.org. We also invite you to subscribe to Philanthropy Today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Lewis. I'm proud to host Philanthropy Today. It's hosted and produced in the Ad Astrocast Studios in downtown Manhattan, Kansas.